everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker recap podcast. I am your host, Michael, and I am coming to you out here on the West Coast this week in uh, Portland, Oregon, and uh, I am very excited to say that there is a new co-host joining me today. Um, as you know, if you listened last week, I did the episode alone, and um, Carl sort of just drifted away, and I hadn't heard from him for a couple weeks. Um, so I was out, you know, I just did the episode alone, and it was, you know, I kind of, I think some people out there in my life felt bad for me, and one of them, which is the person joining me today who coincidentally was the person when I first had the idea to start this podcast. This is the person I asked to be my co-host, and he, at the time, was not interested. But since then, he's been listening to the podcast, and I think he heard me sadly do the episode alone and said, you know what, Mike, I'm willing to give it a try. You know what, I don't want the podcast to get flushed down the toilet, and if you need a co-host, you know what, Let's do it. And the reason this is such a big deal to me is because this person is my brother, Joseph Allen. And he, the reason I wanted him to do this podcast was me because we together discovered Tim and Eric and the whole Adult Swim universe, everything. Uh, and a lot of times I, I say how I, the reason I do this podcast is because I have nobody to talk to about this stuff. Um, and that was true to some extent, except for my brother. My brother was the only person I have to talk about this whole universe with and this com this comedy with. So here he is. Welcome to the show, Joseph. How are you? I'm fine. Hello. <laughs> I'm. This is uh, this is a little new for me, but I'll give it a go. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, uh, long time fan of Tim Heidecker and Tim and Eric and the whole universe. It's true. We kind of discovered them at the same time years ago. And uh, now this is, you know, uh, something I, yes, didn't initially want to do because it, I find it difficult to analyze and critique stuff that I'm not super smart about anyway. But, uh, I'm just, I'll just be a fan who has nice things to say mostly because, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think, I think Tim and all his, his, uh, partners are very, very talented and very, very smart humans that make amazing work. And I just, um, you know, am constant laughing awe when I listen and I, I only ha want to have, you know, smart things to say about them hopefully i think you're going to be fine when it comes to that there's lots to say that's why this is a fun little podcast to have i wanted to i just wanted to just as far as our history of this of this universe and of adult swim and everything i have a little story to kick kick us off because i remember the first time that this comedy happened in my life and it's kind of a funny little story a little intense for me at the time but i'll see if you remember this um, New Year's Eve, 
probably 1997 going into 1998 is my guess. Um, I took, I experiment, I was experimenting with drugs and I took LSD on New Year's Eve and went to a friend's party. And it was my friend, uh, I won't name his name, but I went there and I took, you know, a little bit more LSD than I had prior. You know, you, you start taking it and you take a half tab and then you moved your way up. I was at the point where I was taking maybe two tabs, two and a half tabs or something like that. And let's just say this shit kicked in hard. And I was at this party and the, the, my friend party had like his older. It was actually like his older siblings party that like just a few of us younger guys were at. And I think I was like, you know, I was 16 or something. And I was not having a great time. I was starting to freak out a little bit. And I actually had to leave. I was like, I can't be here anymore. I need to go home. So I called dad, who picked me up, brought me home. And I was tripping my balls off, as they would say. And I came. I think I recall you telling me this story. Yeah. You, so you're part of the story. I'm part of it. You are part of the story. So, so then I went, I, I got, we got home and I like, you know, mom and dad were watching like, you know, the ball drop shit and. I was like, this is this is weird. I don't, you know, like it was just weird. Like, but I was like, they didn't know it was wrong with me, and I couldn't tell them I was like tripping my balls up. I was like, I think I think Dad picked me up. He was pissed. He was like, what the fuck? I just dropped you off here a couple hours ago. He assumed I'd be out all night or whatever. But I had him picking me up at like ten thirty on New Year's Eve. He, I think they thought I would got drunk, and they brought me back, and I went downstairs in the basement to find you sitting in complete darkness watching i want to say now thinking i think you were watching a fellini movie like Amarcord or something like really fucking bizarre for a 16 year old to walk in on and you were like just in it you were just like in the middle of it in the dark watching this fucking movie and i was like yo and it was like you were like not responding you were just like i'm in the middle of watching a movie i'm not going to like stop i'm like reading subtitles in this intense italian <laughs> neorealism uh watching this movie so i'm like fuck like i thought you would be like all right we could like play a video game or like do something normal because like joe joe will get me out of this bad trip no he's in the middle of watching some intense foreign film so i go back upstairs have a very weird time with mother and father at watch the watching the ball drop i i had a weird experience like tasting shrimp I thought I like I like shrimp in real life, and I was like, "Ooh, you know, the, my, my parents had shrimp cocktail at like at, new, at midnight and champagne." Yes, and I was like, "That was a tradition." I tasted like I yeah, like I tasted champagne. It was horrible. I tasted a piece of shrimp. It was like I had to like spit it out in a napkin. It was so gross. Like just the taste of things when you're on that kind of drug. Shrimp and white wine. Shrimp and white wine, exactly. So, so eventually they went to bed. I'm sorry, the story is getting long, but they went to bed. You came upstairs. And I was, like, just in it, just, like, hallucinating and just all fucked up. And we're chilling in the living room. We turn on the TV. We're, like, flicking around. And we come across what I want to say is the first... Uh, this was, like, the first, like, adult swim. It had to have been, like, the first year of Space adult Ghost, swim. maybe. It was Space Goes Coast to Coast and Sea yeah, Lab. Yeah. And it was, like, early, earliest thing I, we've yeah, never seen I, it before i was on to that shit like really early yeah I think. so i thought i'm pretty sure that it, that was the night that it was discovered by us i think it was like the first time it was put on yeah, and we it were... changed my brain like it like knocked me out of this 
this trip and it was like I mean from that moment like I'd never seen comedy like that before I'd never seen a cartoon attempt this surreal I almost thought I was like is this really happening because they at back then they did things like they put on like a they would have like in between they would do like an episode of Space Ghost Coast to Coast and then they'd like slip in some like actual old Space Ghost cartoon in there with like some weird overdubs yeah. the, and then like it was sort of spliced uh it, the, the early ones sort of had a lot of the they took the actual animation and they spiced it up a little bit and put like new voices in with the yeah it was like and it was interesting but like and I still yeah, don't really understand some of how they how they were doing it at the time but yeah c lab yeah. i c lab did a similar thing but yeah I, for whatever reason this like early marathon it was like mixing original stuff that like wasn't it was just like the actual original stuff, and then, Definitely. then like they next, like and then like the clips of like the montage scenes, yeah, of like yeah, characters running around, and like they would just make new narrative out of it, and it was pretty good. Yeah, so so we're watching that, and this is on for like I don't know, I want to say like who knows, but like there was like a good hour, two hours of just this, and then and back then they had the they had the little commercial, they had the little like bumpers in between that were like you know, the old people swimming in the pool, you know, and yeah. it said adult swim. I, I can think exactly what you're talking about. Like they had a, a deep end of like the pool and it was like the sound of like scuba diving. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was real, like real surreal. And, and it would like pop on yeah. because the episodes were 11 minutes. Like they'd go to break with one of those and they'd come back with one. So there was just a lot of that. And it was like, what is this adult swim? It was just so weird. And then, <laughs> and then suddenly for whatever reason, you, I think you were fucking with me. I think you must have at some point maybe realized that I was high or something because my reaction to the show was probably more insane than it should have been at the time. You were probably looking at me like, what is wrong with this boy? But at some point, you just decided to turn off the TV, turn off the lights, and like just go to bed and like just disappear from the room. And that's the way my mind remembers it, where I'm just sitting there, I'm watching, we're having this great time laughing, and then suddenly it's all gone. And, like, I'm, like, my brain is, like, like fried. I'm, like, what the fuck is going on? I'm just in darkness. I'm, like, Joe, Joe, like, where where did you go? You know what I mean? And it was, yeah. like, you know, it had to be, like, 3, 4 in the morning. And um, you just you just dusted me. <laughs> and I'll never know if you were, like, if you knew what you, like, you you'll, you'll never know how intense of a moment that was for me. But it was, like, in this just this surreal crazy like colorful insane experience went from that to just darkness and i couldn't move for a long time i was just like sitting in the chair like what's happening is this is he going to turn the tv was, back on and it was probably the, the uh lsd yeah forced you to be in a hibernation state yeah i know that uh, i felt that before yes yeah so i was i was stuck there but that from that moment forward it was like what is this adult swim thing and i think from that moment forward we got into it and started watching all the stuff and the aqua teens and the and i re and i re i remember clearly when it was when tom goes to the mayor was out and we were into that but like not i was we weren't like cra i don't remember like being a huge tom goes to the mayor nut but we were seeing the promos i remember when the promos for for Tim and Eric, awesome show came out. We were like, "Whoa, Adult Swim's just fully going for it now, and just going with non-animation. <laughs> just like it doesn't yeah. need to be cartoons anymore." And we, were I sort of remember this point of time where we were in Seattle, and 
I was like wanting to go see stand up by Zach Galifianakis yes. with the boys, and like it, it kind of like snowballed into like, oh, he does this weird thing with these other guys, and they do like, uh-huh. like these skits, and it was like some of that. Like we came to it from another point in time, you know. Like, I don't know if that was the exact time. That might just be a weird memory I'm having, but. I think coincidentally things were things were crashing into place at, at similar times. But I remember, you know, our ex-brother-in-law, who is part of this story too, who was into these Adult Swim things. And for whatever reason, when we saw those promos and it was like, okay, we were just, I think in the, the Adult Swim cartoon world, I think we might have just had enough and we're just ready to be like, they started to slip in, like Tom Goes to the Mayor would have some real live stuff. And it yeah, was like, was and it, yeah, there, there was, you like, know, Jan and Wayne Schuyler and some of this stuff would show up, like the real video footage would show up and we were like, or Bob Odenkirk, you know, or whatever it was. Yeah. And it was like, let's just that, fucking that go full we, in. We became aware of that link with the Mr. Show people were like yeah. crossing over and they were having good people on. Yeah, John C. Riley. Yeah. John C. Riley. And like as the seasons went along, I feel like there was only one or two seasons, but. They had more cool people on, and there was more ties and crossover. Yeah, ev- uh, basically every yeah, every episode had like, a, a very funny alt comedian that we were fans of, and it was like, all right, these guys like, are obviously. When when you're acknowledging like '97, that would be Mr. Show territory. We were definitely hitting that pretty good. And yeah, for sure. We were watching it like your friend had taped every single episode on one long VHS. So you could watch them back to back like uh-huh. endlessly, and I remember having multiple times of doing that. And so uh-huh. it was all just part of that world. It felt like a continuation, but somebody taking it up like a couple notches with yes, uh, with awesome show. Definitely more notches, and we were very impressed with their first season. Like we we watched that a lot. Like it was rewatching that first. Yeah, every episode we knew by heart. We were like psychos about it. So definitely, it was definitely like show every person you've ever like every friend you have. Be like, oh, because they're only eleven minutes. It was like, oh, dude, you got to see this show. And when you'd watch it, and they'd be like, oh, you want to watch another one? Just like bang, let's just. I want to meet that friend or yeah, I want to meet that dad. I think the Michael Sarah turning into a kitty cat was in the first season. Yeah. Anyway, there was lots of stuff was in that first season for sure. Well, it, yeah, it I continued mean, continued to grow and be good, also, but it was, uh, it it grew the same way it seems Office Hours is growing, as like a snowball effect. It just keeps growing, and I have to say, you know, I've been uh, a listener to Office Hours from the very get go. I've probably listened to every single episode because I'm in a position to take in lots of podcasts the, through my job. I, I have the, you know ability to listen to audio all day long so i could just down these podcasts and so that was just one in the in the fold for me that yeah you know now it's become this big other thing and uh it's exciting yeah uh, well let's get into it the um i'm just gonna ask you that your microphone is still tickling your beard there a little bit so just hold it off you just got a little close i gotta just shave because i'm I don't like holding this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just shave that one part of your face where the beard is tickling your your microphone. Yeah, be um, awesome. So yeah, so well, this this episode we'll just get into it here. I'm sure we'll have plenty of silly stories, but yeah, I just wanted to get people up to speed with 
you know, this isn't a the old co-host was somebody who was just like, yeah, I just started listening to it last year. He really didn't have a ton of background information and really, you know, one of the issues with Carl's just didn't do his goddamn homework and didn't care. And that just wanted to ride that personality wise, which was fun for a while. It was kind of like, you know, I thought, you know, it was kind of a bit, you know, it was kind of a bit for a little bit. But you know what? It, it turned into like being not caring about recording the show and not just like it just took one step too far. It was like, OK, your laziness and lack of uh, engagement here is affecting me because I want to do the show. And I, there's certain times that I have to do it and you need to, to communicate. And so we're here and we're going to talk about office hours from last week, January 28th. Um, I have the first thing I have noticed. There's some tech problems which I didn't, I didn't see in real time. But uh, we just had some a little bit of tech issues getting going on here. But uh, it, it happens to the best of them. You're making a podcast. You're making a show. Um, it appears they went on late. I don't know what time they started. I watched. I started watching the show at around um, around three thirty that day, and it was already finished and uploaded. So they, I think, but I think they maybe had some some sort of a late uh, when starting I, uh, time. When I went to click on the the YouTube version, like I watched it later on, it was like he was trying to talk and there was no sound. So, uh-huh. and, I, and that went on for, I had to fast forward until, you know, a few minutes into it, you know, so yeah. there was, there was that. So I know I sort of heard about that maybe being going for a little longer even possibly mm-hmm. but I don't know. not a big deal um yeah so they started with some tech problems uh tim tim described that he snapped at vic and they kind of talked about how when you have these tech issues everybody has like a fucking opinion like oh did you try <laughs> how about you try this like did you try <laughs> did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in again like there's always a guy that says that line <laughs> Which is nobody like, wants to deal with that person either. Like, no, everybody. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure Wes and Matt are like all trying all the basic troubleshooting techniques. So just having another voice jumping in and saying, "Oh, did you try this?" So did you try blowing in it? Yeah, did you try blowing in it? Of course. Um, well, um, so Joe, you. The first thing I have is Derek Delgado is the guest in and of itself is the movie, and. Joe, did you watch it? I think you said you did. What did you think of uh, in and of itself? This is another interesting thing that is kind of hard to talk about because you, like, I, I don't have, like, a big, strong connection to this kind of stuff, but I did watch it. I I watched it on the elliptical, so I was, like, sweaty and hot watching it, but it was... It was an interesting watch, and I was very impressed and moved by the content of it. And yeah. it was, uh, you know, very cool and uh, impressive. And did you know? Did you know what it was going to be about at all? No, and I I didn't know, but I did hear people saying, "Don't watch the trailer; yeah, just yeah. go into it like that." And I was like, "Well, I don't like trailers anyway, so I won't watch the trailer." I mean, like, even did you know it was like this guy was a magician? I heard that he may be an illusionist of some sort, but I okay. did not know the specifics of what he did, and uh, I didn't know anything about him, so it was really, like, uh, a fun new thing 
to find out. And the only reason I did anything is because you sent me a thing like, this is who's going to be on the show, check it out. And I was initially thinking like, eh, I don't know. But then again, <laughs> I'm thinking I'll be on this podcast not knowing anything and being you an did idiot. The, you so, did the homework. You did. <laughs> so, like, uh, you know, who wants to talk about something that you can just simply do the, the work Yeah, for, and this, yeah. this one wasn't too... I, I don't feel like this was a chore at all. I think it went by... I, th- I think it was a good watch, and I, I enjoyed it. We'll get... We'll get into it once we get to his appearance here, but they just mentioned him off the top, and he was the big, uh, he was the guy. So yeah. um, Saying all that, though, doesn't make me want to really talk about it that No, much, I don't want to spoil it or anything. Anyone who would watch it would be get something more out of it by not knowing yeah. too much. Um, but yeah, very good. Very interesting stuff. Recommended. Yeah. I would recommend it, yeah. I actually recommend it to Naya, so yeah. she maybe she'll watch it. Okay. My wife. Yes. Um, Mr. America Watch Along is happening tonight. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday, January 31st, or this afternoon, actually, because they're, they're doing it for the, the London uh, people. Did you ever watch Mr. America? Yeah. That was another one I watched on the elliptical, and <laughs> I have to say it was a, another cringe <laughs> thing that, you know, I... It's a little tough. Like this character, this this uh, person Tim becomes and does all very well, but it's harsh. It's like yeah. cringing and like I I do think of Office UK a little bit. Like it, this character who is just very hard to like and yeah. root for. And but it's you know it's all in good fun, but it's. I feel like it was a hard watch. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. A little uh, tough. But I love the, uh, like, I know what you're saying exactly, and which is why, like, my favorite joke from the movie is a real, it's early on, and it's real simple, and it's, it's Tim is, like, sitting in his shitty little hotel room office, and he's talking about the printer, and he's like, you know, if we only got if we got to print, you know, a few things, we we use this, you know, we use we use the Epson, and you know, if we need to like print some more stuff, we go to Kinkos, and it's just like the stupidest, <laughs> like him explaining about the printing process, and like because there's so little in this room, and there's just like so little to work with that you can tell. I don't know. I'd like to imagine that wasn't. Like, he's just sitting in a room with stuff, and he knows how to just, just like his stand-up special, like, he can just be like, all right, how can I make this printer into a joke? And, (laughs) (laughs) like, just him talking about a printer cracks me up. sort of guy that he's he's doing so well is is spot on. And for a moment in that that moment, he reminds me of Tom from Tom Goes the Mayor, because it's very, like, innocent and clean, but then, you know, he obviously kind of turns into more of a monster. Uh, I will not have time to watch along with this, but I'm excited that they are releasing this for a full two weeks. Uh, you can watch along and, and watch the Q and A. They're not they're not doing a like one of the other ones where they're like comment. Like him, Tim and Eric have done the billion dollar movie and Crimbus, where they talked through the whole thing, which is a completely different experience. This is just showing the movie with a Q and A afterwards. But most importantly. They're selling this as a good way to support on cinema going independent and them doing it themselves. And this is a good way to, you know, sort of throw them a couple bucks towards the on cinema world, which, 
you know, I wonder if they look back, like, if, if it's like, oh, do we, do we have another Patreon coming for that? Or, like, is this all going to be folded under to the same umbrella? But I definitely want to support on cinema. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to buy it just, you know, and I'll, I'll watch the Q&A at some point. But it's not like, I won't be tuning in live. I'm going to do it to support on cinema. And I recommend anybody who's a fan of on cinema to do that as well. Because that's an exciting, I've talked about it on the show before that I think, it would be very easy for them to do on cinema just for the on cinema fans. But I understand they need some money up front for the production because I think once it's done, they would they would have a really easy time just charging like two bucks an episode or something. You know, what I mean, like all the on cinema fans would have no problem buying episode per episode or, oh, we want the whole season for twenty dollars or whatever it would be. I, am, I You know, I know that they would do well off that, but I, I understand they need some production money up front, and I guess that's what this is for. I don't know. Do people still do GoFundMes for productions, or is that a frown? I don't... I think for somebody of Tim's stature, that's maybe frowned upon. I think Patreon is the new version of that. Patreon's like the GoFundMe for celebs and, you know, people with podcasts well, and stuff. I say make a whole new Patreon just for on cinema and make it separate. You could, you could, because there, there would be, but it's like, you know, like it's dipping, a, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a double dip. But then you could do, then you could potentially do like a, a you know, get two for like, a, you know, subscribe to both for like a discounted price. Like maybe it's $8 and you get on cinema and uh, office hours, both Patreons, or it's $5, you know what I mean? You could do something like that to get more people to do it, because everybody would do that. But I, it's, I think they're totally different. Um, you know, you got Greg and uh, all these other people involved in on cinema. Um, that yeah, it seems like it's a different uh, echelon of people, perhaps that are working with that. And you wouldn't want to take office hours revenues exactly. Maybe, yeah. Maybe maybe you could work something out. Yeah. Uh, but with a you know, I feel like the community for for office hours is mightly it might be slightly different than like there are some loyalists to on cinema that yes go go harder in that direction and maybe they aren't strong office hour support i i could be wrong about that but it, it could be where there's more i uh, think i'd be enthusiasm for that i'd know? be yeah there, there's more like i love on cinema i know everything about it because on cinema is a much more like you can watch all of on cinema in like you know five hours or ten hours whatever it is i mean in it's 10 hours too much to do that yeah yeah. T- yeah in office hours you would like i feel like i'm more of an office i mean obviously i'm more of an office hours uh you know expert than an on cinema expert i don't have all those episodes memorized but i think like we were with with tim and eric when it came out there's tons of people that that kind of entered this world with on cinema that know every little story beat and every little joke and I mean, yeah. I follow a lot, a lot of them on the Twitter of this this pod because they're like the hardcores, and that, those are the people um, that kind of have the content. And a lot of it, most of them are going to be fans of Office Hours. Like, that's just the way it's going to be. I have to confess that I was late to the party on, on cinema, and I maybe haven't fully caught all the way up to it. But for what I saw, I liked it, and... I maybe I feel like I'm I'm in the camp of people who maybe want to save something for a rainy day. Sure, know, like. sure. And I, like on cinema is so like you you crush them, you know what I mean? You watch like 10 episodes in a row and you just I think that you there's tons of like going back and and having fun with it. It's there's a lot of like replay value there. 
So yeah, I, uh, same with me. Like I've you know I've definitely watched like the trial. I, I might not have even watched the most recent season of On Cinema. I, or I've only seen a couple episodes or something, but I have some holes in that world too. It's just they kind of holes. it's it's never it's never like you'd think with Office Hours he'd be pushing on cinema and i imagine like moving forward that will be the case but i think when it was on adult swim and stuff he was sort of keeping them separate a little bit he wasn't like going on office hours and talking about on cinema that much he was keeping it because it's this character of his i yeah, think I he think was kind of it's intentional not to bring it up on office hours because he then is maybe forced to give away too much and talk about things that aren't really on the table yeah. to talk about you know like sure. why do you want answers to these questions you should just enjoy the content yes so. even learning that they i had heard you know I'd learned that they they record a full season of on cinema in one day like i remember hearing that or like it's just all and i was like holy shit that's pretty insane but when you think about it, it's like okay that makes sense but that's a lot of work i mean that's just like a heavy oh. amount of comedy well, to do in one day uh well it's like the beatles did huh like they recorded the one album all in one day. I just learned that from the Patreon content of the Beatles pod- podcast. Oh, I, I, I haven't even the, listened to that. I gave those some lists. I'm not all the way through anything, but I, I listened to the first like four. And yeah, I, I really liked it. Yeah, and, uh, I have so to. So I learned stuff. I learned that the Beatles recorded like their first album in one studio <laughs> session, which is insane. And yeah, uh, who knew? people did that so um uh, maybe it's not similar but uh, it's a nice parallel um the uh so there's a patrons only super bowl game night party that they were really high off of uh the last game night which i don't i don't know if you had a chance to go back and watch that if you have or haven't i'd highly recommend you do at some point if you ever need to kill i did oh you did i listened to the first part and then i I listened to the second part through Patreon, and, yeah, and uh, it was it was uh, good as is always it always is. But I think it was even better this time because of high funny bits that you know worked their way in, including the Nick Nolte, which we know was one of the better characters that we've heard him do. <laughs> yeah, I mean that he, he's spot on with that. Watch uh, the uh, watch the beer. All his impressions are so, so so funny. But like that was like had me cracking up like out loud. I rarely <laughs> am a big laugher. You know, out loud laughing is not where I fall. I'm more of like a smiler. Like yeah. I have smiles or uh-huh. little giggles. But that was cracking me up pretty good. Yes. So he for sure. Uh... Because he, he nailed the he nailed it and he, he nailed and, the <laughs> and just saying the weird like well explaining like, Cape Fear <laughs> in the way that he was doing it like the yeah. I'm married to Jessica Wang you know like yeah. just like just, all the yes, plot points uh, on Twitter the next day he was like I haven't seen Cape Fear in 20 years like I just <laughs> he was just like remembering the that's a good the briefest memory. yeah it was a good memory of cape fear like the houseboat thing got me <laughs> like I, I got a laughing jag because yeah. of all that well yeah. he just walked you and then it was like what if that was the i don't know that kind of bit that's the organic bit i mean that is the that's really the the culmination of why office hours is so 
such a beautiful thing because where do you where does where do you get the best bit? Oh, you get it in hour three of a game night for patrons only. That's like the funniest thing that's happened on office hours in a few like in a month, and like, like plenty of fun, other funny stuff happened, but like these gold yeah. little nuggets that come out of nowhere. You just yeah. can't predict when or where this is going to happen. You just kind of have to hang out with these guys as if you were their buddies and like you're just cracking jokes and your buddy Tim's the funniest one and every once in a while he just absolutely hits a home run which yeah, is, I, you know, kind of the way I feel. Some fun tidbits about the rest of everyone else as well. Like they there was a moment where they were talking about British folk artists and like some deep cut people like He's, they, they were like Jim Sullivan and they were saying Karen Dalton and like I was like yes I love all these people and nobody nobody knows about these people except me you know uh-huh. and it, it was good stuff just it, hearing like the, the depth of where people people's heads are at and was that Vic what's that was that Vic talking about that I think that was actually or... Doug Doug's like you guys hear of Jim Sullivan and like <laughs> he's a weird folk musician who had only couple albums and then vanished into the desert and never was seen again and it, yeah. that was just like he's like anybody hear of that and he's like you know everybody's got some other thing to say and uh-huh. it was just a, a moment in the podcast i was like hey like these guys they're pretty cool yeah know? for yeah. sure I, i've heard doug many times not many times but he talks about freak folk and some of the old uh, psychedelic stuff and Literally, he says he says it, and I'm like, oh, the only other person I know in the world that listens to this is my brother Joe. He's the only other time I've heard somebody talk about these bands besides them coming out of Doug's mouth right now is through you. He's, he's not really someone I would think would be down with all that either, but I just it goes <laughs> yeah. to show you that I know so little. And yeah, we, yeah, but um, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, I, sure. Yeah, so, so that was good. That yeah. was a good time. Yeah. So get so that so they're following up that with a, another game night, which is going to be the night of the Super Bowl, um, which I you know I like to watch the actual Super Bowl, uh, so I don't know if I'll be watching that live. Or I'll probably be like clicking it on. Like I'm one of these guys that like actually, you know, I, I like football. And I like them joking about it. I like how Tim was like the Super Bowl. You know, it's the it's the game where they pick the greatest football player. And, you know, he was just being very... I can never tell if Tim actually likes sports or not. It, it's, he, he definitely pretends on the show like he could give two fucks. Um, it's so, easy to bag it. It's, know, it's very... Yeah, it's if, easy to, easy to bag it. But I think it takes... It takes a little knowledge to bag it properly, so you actually have to know a little inside yeah. sports to... Well, yeah, when he was when he was bag it properly is I guess what I would say. Yeah, when they were doing WOHL, he and he was doing the Eagles thing. He knew enough. It's like okay, Tim, you're not completely in the dark here. Uh, and he's a big Dodger, like, big baseball fan. So like you can't you can't be a fan of baseball and hate on football. Like they're both whatever. Like baseball's I, absolute I, trash. I cannot so. watch trashy baseball at all. I can't yeah, do it yeah. I'll never do it. It's not my sport, but I'll understand people who like a sport and follow a team. And Absolutely. I, I won't diss somebody because I can do it. Like right yeah. now, I could be watching the hockey game on TV right now. The hockey game is on later this evening, right? I'll, I'll be watching it. Um, no, it's an afternoon affair. We're another one? Missing it. Yep. It's, it's another afternoon afternoon. affair. Yes, yeah, so oh we're God. missing it. Okay, well, maybe I'll put it on in the background here. Uh, a good streaming uh, app 
Joe. I don't know if you're if you have one, but Volo Kit. Volo V O L O K I T dot com has all the games streaming. Like, oh, it's two, yeah, not, it's I, two I nothing jersey. Two nothing I just jersey. Find who's got a clear stream, and I'll watch Volo it. Volo Kit's been uh, rock solid for this year. If you want to illegally stream sports because you don't want to support the billion dollar industries that they are. Um, I haven't had cable in over. Yeah, years. yeah, yeah. So Volo Kit's a pretty good one um, to steal your sports. They have super high, high res, high quality streams. They're better streams than when I used to pay for the NHL like actual app. But New Jersey's up two to nothing halfway through the second period. Uh, so nothing missed. So good. nothing missed. So Super Bowl game night party. I'll probably watch, but might not watch live because I like to watch the game. I I like to get into watching the commercials. I like to be on Twitter and hear what everybody has to say. Um, depending I'm on team, the, I'm such a loyalist. I, I can't even watch Brady. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't do, I like, I, I boycotted his other games, other Super Bowl games. I did not watch. Yeah. Did watch the chiefs last year though. Yeah. Um, question of the day. Uh, what is something you liked as a kid and it doesn't hold up? Um, I was going over that one. I was too, and you know what? I thought that Tim actually came to a good a good one, which was like comic strip things, because honestly, I was going through the things I liked as a kid, and a lot of them do fucking hold up, and I still like them. Like, that's exactly what I was gonna say, I, more or less. But I did actually find something last night that okay, let's hear it. What do we got? I was, uh, you know, somebody on the the show had mentioned Red Hot Chili Peppers, for instance. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's definitely a right on thing for me like there's very little of that music i can i can do at all like and i was saying to my wife like besides blood you know sex magic or whatever that album is like few of those songs i can't do any i can't do any of it like it's no good yeah and so that was a good one but then it got me thinking like other bands i'm gonna put on some mtv videos and watch some old mtv videos and I was doing that last night, and I was watching some, like, headbanger ball stuff and some uh-huh. just old, like, 120 weird minutes. videos of just, like, bands standing in a circle playing their instruments and lights are flashing and puddles of w- water and, like, you know, yeah. slow motion stuff and even smashing pumpkins. Like, very much do not, do not hold up. Not very good. Really? Like, yeah, I ch- tried to get into that mindset and usually things i any, like what I'm, anything i'm nostalgic for you know i there's some yeah things that i like and i'll just like oh i'll always like this because i'm this was like a time and a place but naya put on like even flow that pearl jam oh fuck uh, yeah pearl jam never i mean but you I, i'll support, she likes it she i'll likes support it, that you never I, you never liked pearl jam so that's not something or maybe you did for a very no, brief I, moment i bought 10 you know before anyone i knew had it and proceeded to outgrow it immediately because i was just like this is actually pretty bad and i did not like his voice and i yeah so that well that didn't that didn't hold up for you like six months after you had it so i wouldn't count that but uh, this is more like something this is half yeah i remember this i remember (laughs) do you i'm saying is there something that you thought that you would still like that then you yeah like, like i i went to exact like videos like i was like oh i i remember you know in high school, I liked a band called Helmet, and I put that video on, and it was bad. It was okay. not watchable. And so, and there was, so then I went down like a little rabbit hole when I would put on like a Smashing Pumpkins. I, I, 
uh, like Cheer Up Rock. That was a video that was on 120 minutes, played like around the clock. The other song was uh, Today. I, there was like an ice cream truck. Uh -huh. The whole thing with that does not hold up. Is not. Wait, so you don't like, so the music doesn't hold up for you or the video? Or both. I, the music's good. I, I mean, the, that Smashing Pumpkin album is a tight album, but the, okay, okay. So that the, the videos, like yeah, okay, videos. Is okay, not, so sitting around watching videos of, doesn't hold up for you. I see. It depends. I mean, there's. I guess there was. I came across some good when they get like more uh, going on in these videos, and it's not just a band standing there playing their instruments. Temple of the Dog. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, the hungry video. <laughs> I'm going hungry. I'm going hungry. Yeah, yeah. That video is pretty I funny. Put, what you know? There's a few that hold up, but very few. And it's it it led to like trying to find good ones, and then we like we found some real good good ones. Like like REM had back, good videos. Yes, if you go back to where like the bands were like on Soul Train and stuff like that, like we were watching Shalimar. And like seventies gear and all that is good stuff. Like you, mm -hmm. they're not exactly video videos, but the band is like doing fun stuff and they're playing their instruments well. But so I think there, that's there's some goofy, goofy stuff that you can watch. I sure. I think that's a good one saying just music videos don't hold like I think that's like a good broad like I think I'd agree. Like music videos from the nineties, a lot of them don't hold up. Or uh, some some of them do. Like I think the you know, I remember Primus, Winona's Big Brown well, Beaver. I was... put on Mr. Crinkle. That's like the the that is the Primus video, and I was like, see, this is where it was at with music videos. Uh huh. That you remember that video, uh, Mr. Crinkle? I don't know if I that was like the one where like the guy the guys got like the pig outfit on. Oh yeah, yeah, playing yeah. Playing yeah. stand up bass. Yes. And there's like an entire circus sideshow is like going on in the background, and they're all like walking past the camera. And, Mm -hmm. It's really smartly done and, you know, but, and holds up. Yes. And the song is great too. So yes, there's, there was definitely innovators of the time, but there was also a lot of hack and badly made things or just cheesy things like that are very basic and very simple and yeah, things that I would watch and think so good. Like there was a whole thing about bands and like how they, how when you listen to something, it made your identity like become something, and so it, it was so all part of it. You'd sit there, you watch your video, and be like, "This is what I like," you know. And yeah. Is it good? Not really, but you you just would shake that off because you like the music or whatever. Well, so that stuff doesn't hold up, maybe so much for me. But yeah, it was tough because a lot of the movies and a lot of the things that I like i still like you know, um, yeah i was going through the things i liked as a kid and you know some of my favorite things like you know batman the animated series batman comic books i still love like i'll still watch that stuff to this day like i will watch batman the animated series still i'm a dork whatever but i still think it's good i'll fight for it some jam band stuff doesn't you know some of that stuff's a little embarrassing some of the nine like like the rusted root but I don't yeah, even know. Like, I think if I listened to that now, like, I went to, like, a couple of Rusted Root concerts. Like, I fucking was in. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't given it the full test, but I know it's pretty fucking corny. But, again, they, they, did, they, they, they talked about Spin Doctors, and I never liked Counting Crows, but Spin Doctors no. was a thing we gave a sniff to as boys. And, like, 
I haven't listened to it since, and I don't. I can't imagine I would I, love it. I but. made fun of people for liking stuff like that, like when I was that age, and I feel like a, I was a jerk then, and more open now. Like, yeah, a lot of things that I was really snobby about as a kid, I'm like coming around and just being like, I'm gonna give this a chance and like make sure, you know. And yeah, I, and I feel like I'm a lot more open and a lot more like cool about like listening to things that I was you know very standoffish and just wouldn't even give things a chance and uh-huh. so i i uh i know what like we're vix like oh spin doctors was good like i remember people liking them i just wasn't my i felt like i would look at their video and make big judgments and i the music yeah. was really cheesy to me at the time and then well music like videos it's still pretty cheesy so music uh, videos were like we forget about how that was music back then i mean it was like you the had music, the ra- uh, music videos were how you in like how you learned about new music. It, that was the whole thing. MTV was so important in the '90s, and that's just completely gone. I mean, it just does like music videos don't mean a fucking thing anymore. They're just complete. They like, don't. You can. Still when's the last them, time? I know. I when's the last time you saw? Some, I got around to finding some new modern ones eventually. Yeah, like Childish Gambino or something. Like it makes cool music videos that are like you know make a big stink, but. There, there's some good stuff, though, you know, from all the eras of, like, there's videos that were good, too, that you can find. And sure, sure, sure. No, no, I I'm just, I'm just, I just think it's a strange thing that right now we're in this age of, like, videos being at our fingertips and being able to make video, and we're just constantly watching little videos, and music videos just kind of disappeared. Now it's, we watch people make up their own, we watch TikToks and stuff where people, like, make up their own original lip sync music video to a song that exists like that's what we do we don't watch uh original like directors and you know like new filmmakers that are like working hard to make a cool new music video which is why i which is why i honestly stopped really trying to work on them like i have a lot of musician friends and i really used to enjoy making music videos very freeing kind of art form to be like oh you can kind of just do anything you can be surreal you could do whatever but just nobody gives a fuck. And unless you're doing a video, like I even did a video for fucking Connor Oberst and just nobody gives a shit. And it's like, what is the yeah. point of me doing this? Like, well, it's like a lot of work and not a lot of. There, if you can be really good and actually have budgets and stuff like there, I, I had a DVD of like Michelle Gondry. And like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, that was the heyday. Like doing that was the heyday. Really cool stuff. That Cuttingham guy, I did. I had a DVD of him and. Uh-huh. And there was, you know, Carl. It's like of... it's a way for the artist to come up in the ranks a little bit, or at least it was. It was. That's what I'm saying. Like it no longer is. Like no, but it's never a conversation anymore. It was. David and Fincher, I think, was a guy who did videos and like a lot. Spike of Jones, people. Spike Jones, David Fincher, Gondry. Uh, yes, they all start. They, and that's why it was like an exciting thing. You know, I would. I still. I kind of still had that belief. Just even like ten years ago, it was like. Oh, if you make a really cool music video and you somehow hook up with like a band that's pretty good, you'll get notice. And now it's like, nah, dude, there's like eight bajillion music videos and nobody gives a fuck. And most of the people are just making them on their phones and they look pretty good. And there's no, there's nothing that's like, oh my God, like fucking, you know, P.T. Anderson makes videos for Radiohead. And uh, I watched this a couple days ago again and I loved it. Sure. But. But it's just like that. It's like now it's that's just become a thing where it's like, Oh, I just do this for fun with my celebrity friends. 
it's just there's I don't I don't really think you can use it as a way into filmmaking um, anymore. Like it's too easy just to go make your own fucking web series or or movie. So why why a lot of these TikTokers they've kind of you know it's watered down the whole thing and it's made it not good in a way. I mean, there's plenty of good. It's made stuff it just hard to. Making. It's made it's made it hard to stand out, and it's made it hard to, like, figure out what is going to be something that stands out. Which is why, which let's just get to, credit to, for being lousy almost because they're standing out for the wrong reasons and things like that, you know. And well, yeah, like Tim posted. I don't know if you saw this letter. He posted this Saturday letter. Now that you're a Patreon member. And he so he said somebody sent me these uh, you know sixteen greatest prayer fails or something and it's just like that's the kind of video we watch now that's just like no, zero production value just somebody does a bunch of research and finds YouTube videos where in the middle of a Christian band playing like uh you know the the drum falls or a plant falls down and that's that's an entertaining video for you now, which actually takes no, you know, it's just like, and that's just curating other weird clips, but that's the world we live in now where that's actually what's funny and putting in that work is what's rewarded to some extent. Well, um, I guess it takes someone to sift through all of it. Yeah, exactly. Some gold. Sure. Know? No, that's, a lot of times that's, that's, that's what these drops are all, all about during the office hour show. They're sifting through like so much you know, sound clips to find like those moments, and so I give them credit for the, all the clips they put in the office hours show. Especially, um, especially the ones where um, where my voice is, is sampled. That's that takes a lot of work. Uh, okay, moving forward, we are really we got to stop. We, we 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 see this is a problem, Joe. We we can talk so much about stuff that we're not we even fucking close. Episode. Um, well, so it'll be the, the one long episode because I'm like an yeah, introductory, introductory long episode for sure. Yeah. Um, the Sabres so. have tied it two to two. Um, Great. Uh, city of the day. I'm going to I'm going to skip. There was a Roger Daltrey in the bank bit that I thought was funny that I'll just say I thought was pretty funny. Similar to the, you know, it's like a like the Nick Nolte thing, but like a lot lower key. Uh it was like, you know, they were talking about the who and they just went down a little little bit side bit, which was funny. Quick. Um, there was Tim showed this picture that has now made the rounds onto Twitter of a picture that his daughter took of him in bed, looking very funny after she styled his hair. Yeah, that was a good. <laughs> that's a very good picture. Um, he but he showed it. He wasn't. So yeah, yeah. Well, on Twitter, he said, "Can you find a worse picture of me?" Which opened up <laughs> a great Twitter thread. If you're if you're following Tim. If you he find that tweet, that his uh, Wikipedia picture, and that would go a long way. Yes, for him. he they uh, well that would made for a great thread of people just posting ludicrous pictures of Tim throughout the years, throughout different things. So that's a funny thread. If you find that tweet, city of the day brought to you by Hickey Stick. Uh, good one. I I laughed good at this one. Um, this one is a this is a top tier city of the day sponsor. Uh, the you watched, so you saw like the little lower third with the the picture of like it's like a like it looked like a thing of lipstick, but it had some lips I, on it. I I saw it. Uh, you know, I was watching sort of like while I was doing other stuff, but you know, um, yeah, I, I think I saw what I was supposed to see. Yeah, there was just a little. Well, they've just added it's a new feature of City of the Day sponsor where it actually has like a little image of the thing, so you like. Yeah. Like a lower third, uh, you know, sponsor like you would see on any kind of show uh, on the bottom of the screen. 
very funny, uh, great way to impress your dad is if you use the hickey stick and you know you can show your dad that you got a hickey or your coworkers. Um, we have a new city of the day code, Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, so we'll see where that goes. We need a couple more cities before we can start to uh, cipher the code, but um, or maybe not. Maybe you could just start googling Charlottesville and any connection to office hours stuff and see what you come up with. Um, Gray Niner, who are our famous uh, Gray Niner, who, who who pops in a lot now. I didn't notice. I was watching the video. Was his hair always gray? Did he always like dye his hair gray, or is he just fully embraced this gray niner? Or was that part of it before? Like I felt like I don't wasn't sure if I noticed this. I'll confess, I I hadn't seen any episodes when he was on prior, so I don't. That was my you'd, first. You'd time heard him though. This man and yes, okay. It wasn't really what I was expecting. <laughs> like, I, was, I was expecting a, a truck driver different guy yeah well listen i think he started that way and he just seemed like a normal dude driving a truck and over the weeks he's like got this nose ring and he's got his hair dyed and like he's like really like using this like this regular appearance on office hours to like embrace his you know he's really uh you know just expressing himself with his look it's it's very funny and um i don't i just feel like i you know, I, I hadn't noticed. Maybe it's been there the whole time, and I just was like blurry, and I didn't notice. But I want—I'd yeah. like to think the narrative is that he started coming on the show, and slowly he like, oh, you know what? I call myself Gray Niner. I'm gonna dye my hair gray, and you know, it would be funny if I, you know, had this funny nose ring. That, that might look cool, or I don't know. They keep going back to him, and they like him, so maybe he's trying to make it more interesting for them to continue to do that. I can't say that I think he's very interesting over the top <laughs> person but you I know. think you I think you've had to have been watching because I think that his initial time on like he's usually driving the truck and like he's doing the you know he's honking the horn and like I, I think that visually it was just like exciting for the guys to see not just like a weird boy in his house or, or, or I have girl. no ill will towards the man I'm just saying it, it seems like a little too much filler guy. yeah yeah uh, don't need him you know um, Give me someone new. Give me someone new. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I agree. I mean, but I like the regular. I like having regulars. I, I think it's, it's fun, but I understand. Some some regulars bother me more than others. Gray Niner, I'm, I'm a fan of. Um, this transition, Tim said he was going to have a prank show where he goes into drive through like fast food drive throughs and just honks while he's in line. And they could call it honked. Um that sounds horrible. I mean, that sounds so rude. Like, I would just... The reaction to people when you honk in a fucking drive-thru, when you're just trapped there... I think it's worth a shot to try. I think that, like, Phil Braun or somebody should go out and do this and, like, just see the reaction. Like, you'd get some... You'd probably get some fucking violence. Like, you would get people real pissed. Plan. Like, just honking at someone on the street that, you know, is in your way it isn't... You might get killed, you know, in the city here. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, for sure. Know. I mean. And, uh, you know, you don't want to also be honking at drivers either, unless it's like they're really flagrantly not doing the right thing. So, No, but I, honking, just, honking at people in a drive-thru and they're just sitting there, there's nothing you can do, might turn into like some good altercations and like, but I think like, yeah, it's t- it would be too aggressive i think people people like have baseball bats in their fucking car like somebody get hurt you know what i mean like uh, that horn just is is like like almost as bad as like 
saying the worst thing ever to somebody like yeah people take that you can call somebody a cunt way before you can honk your horn at them uh these days i would say um yeah don't do it i i would say i think he thought of it possibly because it might be the most terrible thing that could happen to him or anyone else you know like he i feel like he made a comment in another show about how he doesn't like driving and he you know, does anxiety you know, particularly yeah. like horn use either so uh-huh i feel like maybe it's happened to, maybe it's happened to him and he's just like had a meltdown and been like okay that's 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 a show right there it's a good idea for maybe a skit or a you know some yeah it makes me anxious just scenario to, yeah yeah non-realistic scenario to you know you put it into your movie something uh-huh. someday. gotcha um okay now we had derek delgadio who is the uh, creator of um, the in and of itself? Um, I found it, was, found it found it interesting that it's, it appeared that Tim and him were friends. Um, like beyond, I wasn't sure they were like old chums, but to an extent where it maybe seems like they've been out of touch a little bit over the past couple of years, probably because this guy's been doing this show for the past however many years, five hundred fucking shows. Um, Tim was there on opening night of the in and of itself, um, which is interesting. Um, yeah. And directed the stage and movie directed by Frank Oz. Holy yeah, shit. I mean, that, yeah, that was I was in. I knew that before watching it. And I was like, whoa, that is just an intense like Frank Oz really doesn't attach himself. I mean, to things that are not great. Uh, I haven't perused what he's done lately, but I'm sure he's got good things there. He hasn't done a ton. Like, I mean, it, what about Bob? Obviously, is one of the only, like, just real, you know, just actual, uh, just straight-up movies that he's done, I, I want to say. I don't think he's done a ton of other, like, straight-up movies in a long time, but it's cool that he's gotten involved with this stuff because... You know, like Muppets and, um, you know, like Dark. Like dar- something recently, just recently, I saw him in like a movie where he was acting and like he was playing like a policeman or something. It was strange. The fact, the fact that he's, the fact <laughs> that he's, uh, you know, I think I saw his name on the Dark Crystal and, um, you know, mu- like the just Muppets, Dark Crystal, Yoda, all that stuff is like, you could tell like there is a sense of like magic to those you know, there's something kind of magical about bringing those Muppets to life and, and having them interact with where it, like it is a cool parallel that he has gotten himself mixed up with this Derek Delgadio, who's a, who's a magician. Yeah. It's uh, maybe an illusion that the Muppets are sort like they, they're pulled off and they just can sit there and be taken seriously like that is an illusion, perhaps that is not thought about. But, you know, how those Muppets are always interacting with the real people seamlessly and you're just you always don't even question it yeah you're, yeah exactly sure Twiggy, sure uh-huh <laughs> so <laughs> it it's some, some yeah. of that I, I don't know how it relates to what delgado does but uh, I, I i guess my my me making the connection was just like he's into magical stuff or something but interesting interesting choice the fact that he that he that it went this route with this this show which uh, let me just ask, um, without giving anything away, did you find it very, uh, I don't want to say simple, but like some of the tricks that he does in the show, were you like, well, okay, that's, were, did you find it like, 
you know what? I could kind of figure out how he did that. Like, it would take a ton of work and time and, like, research, but, like, I could figure out how he did some of these tricks. Did that happen to you? I guess. I think it crosses your mind because you're thinking, well, if if it's not just him being super magical and having powers of some strange way, he would have to do it the way I would want to do it, and maybe it would be like this. And you'd think about that. Of you know, your skeptical mind is like, did he like videotape everyone? You know. Or yeah. Well, I think he's de- ahead of time. Yes. You know? I mean, I definitely he definitely did, and he definitely like I don't know if he has an earpiece or something where he, some, somebody's just simply telling him what everybody chose, and then the other one was the the people that come on stage and, and read the letter from their loved one. That one seemed like okay. That's obviously they just pick somebody, and like he's has a sleight of hand, so like he can. Like, I could just walk step through step how they did that. And it would take a lot of work. He'd have to, like, contact these people's, you know, families and track them down and have them all write them letters. And every single night for all of those shows is, like, so much energy and work. And, like, to actually make sure that they do it. um, I would have to know if there was, like, pre-screening, you know, and that sort of thing. Like, you can't just buy a ticket. You can... Or like the first ever show. Yeah, know, I think I think that the show the show yeah how did it begin? Of course, yeah, well, that's that also interests me because it all seemed like in the movie it was like okay we're watching could, this after he's done ask, hundreds uh, of these. Tim, like if he knew like how that yeah. began because he was at the first show. Sure. I had seen that. Coincidentally, I saw like I followed Doug Benson and he had a post about like that this was on Hulu and he's like I saw this three and a half times so he actually even was chosen to ah. leave leave the room and do the whole book thing and uh, oh so his uh so he he so wrote the ending too, too much away for not like people haven't seen it but well you know, did he, he did he did he leave after he'd seen the episode like so he knew how it ended <laughs> he said that he's he's been to three and a half performances so he may have seen it all play out perhaps or just <laughs> well if you see, if you saw it all play out once and then you were the one to take the book home you would you would know how it ended <laughs> Right. It seems like, yeah, that's what sort of I was thinking. Like he, the, maybe the first he, time uh, was the halftime. He's like, you know, why would you do this? You know, uh, to have like a leg up on the, on the entry. Well, maybe his why. his first time maybe was the half, and then he, you know, and then he did the, then the next one would be one and a half, and then maybe he saw it a couple more times. But yeah, I'd be willing. I would be willing to want to know actually about that but it, I guess yeah. it's not that important uh, well we won't like, yeah let's not he, he was saying he liked it and yeah, he was yeah, very yeah. impressed by it so I mean if the whole fucking internet has been honest. the whole internet has been like fucking just blowing this thing like if anything that one thing I can like the kind I it just sort of bugs me when things are like when every single celebrity take goes out of their way to say how great a thing is it makes it almost not as special that as it is. You know what I mean? It's like, just let, you know, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like when you just set those expectations so fucking high where I'm like, God damn, this thing's been out for like three days and I have every single person I follow on Twitter saying this is the best thing ever I've ever seen and my favorite movie of the year and uh, you just got to go watch it and don't say anything. I'm just like, God, this thing better be fucking great. Like... Christ, so it kind of fucks you up a little bit, and I, I it, it's unfortunate that's just the way the world works now. But that was that's I my only like, yeah. So actually, I I had so. seen it just just in those last couple of days. It had been just like it was blowing up on my Twitter and shit, and it was like God Jesus. Well, I mean, 
this guy actually probably could use that attention. No, no, it's great. I mean, I'm happy for him. It was a really cool movie, and I'm happy that it went that way. Um, and I, I thought it was interesting to hear him talk about how, like, yeah, we cut the movie together, and like, but that's not always how it went. How there was all sorts of fucking times where it didn't go good, and and I'd almost want to be at that performance where it just completely screwed up, and like, uh, maybe people don't even realize it, but like he was saying, people might not be aware, but. I feel like there's some sort of like interesting thing that I like about plans that don't work out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was sort of backfire. Like that's more realism. Like that's more theater, really. And uh, it, he's doing this in a theater, and to hear something went wrong is kind of magic in itself, you know. So. Yeah, and I listened to another podcast that's like a movie podcast that, that one of the guys is a magician guy and big into magic. And he said he went to a few performances and like, they didn't have these big emotional reactions that are in the movie. Like not everybody was crying. Like people went up stage and read their letter and like, they weren't, you know, it was just like, it was just kind you know, of flat, you know, every audience plays, you know? It's yeah. 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 Like he was, he was able to edit together like a good 10 or 15 people that got up there and cried. But, there was also another 500 times where like it just went up and was like oh okay this is interesting but it's not as emotional and insane um it you know it he it was spliced together kind of the way the way the you know the stand-up comedians take their like best funniest bits and they put like five different shows together and they show like the people laughing the hardest and the people crying yeah 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 that sort of thing so it was it was smartly put together i mean yeah uh, it wasn't all like the one show exactly but um, yeah it was good yeah, he's good to show the guy is just doing it every day endlessly like for way too long and has tons of information to choose from like it, it, it's a credit to him that he was doing that so much i found it strange that derek del gaudio seemed to not know anything about office hours and just was like i don't know what this is or what the fuck is going on and that kind of came practicing like practicing all day long. He can't possibly have time for office hours. I know. It just it appeared that like the two of them were buddies. Like, oh hey, old chap, you know, and it was like, okay, maybe they're buddies, but they just not close enough that they would that Derek knows about Tim's whole you know, all the things that he's doing. So it was just I don't know. I found that like at the very end it was kind of dropped in there where he was just like, Oh, uh yeah, I really don't know what the hell this is going on what's going on here, but okay, thank you. Um, so just, after watch after that. watching the after watching that. the movie, I was like expecting maybe more from Derek Delgado. He seemed he seemed very just kind of like low key and you know not like terribly fascinating. I guess you know what I mean. It just wasn't that. Uh, I think the the some of the people that are are like the high minded type of people that do sort of interesting things like this maybe are less interesting well-rounded people than you think because they're you know you never meet somebody who's just like super good at something and they're maybe someone who practices for you know eight hours a day and like they, they yeah. don't have like a whole lot else going on and then yeah they're then... not committed to much else they don't have time for much else so yeah, yeah. you may not you know know about anything you're just yeah, you know about what you know, and that's if you're really dedicated. I mean, that's the only you maybe you're a bit so yeah, maybe you're a bit socially awkward. Maybe you're just a bit like you're not. You're just not. It, you're not as much of a showman. Yeah, you're not as much of a showman as. But maybe then again, he did say he hadn't practiced, you know, since the yeah. show or whatever. So who knows what's really going on? Mm -hmm. he just might not be 
interested in certain things. Um, for sure. Uh, let's fly through here because we're already an hour in. So let's just fly through some other things. I, I'm not going to bring up. There was a guy who called about the billion dollar movie poster at Temple. Um, don't care really about that. Um, Tim had mentioned comic strips as being the thing that he didn't think held up. I agreed with that when I was. A, I agree with that. Um, I agree with. Garfield I feel like comic stri- Yeah, Garfield, Calvin and Hobbes is fucking dumb. If you ever look I was at that. Saying, uh, the funny thing about Garfield is not Garfield. It's it's the other people in the sh- like the John Arbuck was funny, but uh, yeah, but actual Garfield's gags are not he's good. Kind of like a asshole and not funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it made me think of Heathcliff. Remember Heathcliff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, I would yeah. like, I think Heathcliff in like those like ragtag cats, like that might actually be funny if I rewatch that now. But it got me thinking about some of those old cartoons, but we won't get into that. Um, sure. Uh, somebody sent in, sent in a painting of the, the Trinity, which uh, if you've been watching the show, this is just happening all of the time. I thought just you being a, an artist, what do you think of these people that like spend all their time painting pictures of their idols? Any comments there? I think people like to do art, so they do it. And I have no no ill will for anyone who does that. Yeah. uh, I'll just say that. Okay. I I wouldn't necessarily know if I would do that, but, you know, Uh whatever. It's it's a way of honoring somebody. Um, The... They talked a little about this GameStop situation, but didn't get into it. I don't want to get into it because it's a fucking huge conversation that we don't have time for. But I barely know anything about it. Okay, so. well, I could care less altogether. So yeah. Um, so, but they were comparing it to the Edgar Winter thing, where they were like kind of getting people to follow Edgar Winter. I sort of. Edgar there you go. Um, similarly, called, you know, just by not knowing anything. Sure. Funny. Yeah. Funny looking and he has some good music yeah uh, i mean i think free i think free ride is they keep talking about frankenstein but come on and free take ride a free ride is awesome bigger, it's a bigger, bigger song. song yeah uh brendan walsh okay we're gonna talk about this brendan walsh mindy kaling thing i i i think this went on too long quite honestly i i, I get what they're doing and I, I thought in tim's letter he kind of explained it like they've been like obsessed with looking at mindy kaling's instagram and laughing about it i get it it's actually very funny to me yes but it i do agree a a bit a little long but i i don't know in a in a way like the more they showed it was (laughs) becoming so insane like yeah whoever is like taking these photos and putting this out there you know has no clue or maybe has a clue but it's it's misguided you know it's strange it's it's almost so strange that it's funny that they're onto it now. Yeah, like somebody's following her and was just like, "What is going on with Mindy? Like, what? Like, what? Like, I don't understand. Like, like could because she was sort of a, you know, like I know you could, you could kind of laugh at her a little bit here, but she was funny on The Office, and I think like she was like a clever sort of like funny sort of personality, like not just a total fucking dork or, or like just like not a total sellout or whatever, like. It seems like she just went full, like, oh my god, like not all, you got, just like she's went. She's got like some people working for her that are. She's not maybe paying attention to how this is coming across. I don't know. I don't There's. Know. It I, seems like maybe too. It's, it's working out because she's got plenty of followers and people 
are making comments about it, but yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's just... sort of like maybe it'll get she'll it'll get back to us somehow. That it's, <laughs> it's <so> good. <laughs> like, if, if somebody turns her on and says, "Hey, did you see this office hours thing? They ripped you!" Like she might have somebody in her circle, like a I don't know, like a fucking Sarah Silverman or somebody that's like you know maybe bridges that gap somehow and is like, you know, well, Mindy, the, you got to take a look at your Instagram because it's a fucking. It's uh, what's his just... face um, was doing office commercials on the podcast. I don't. You, you said you've never listened to the podcast, so you wouldn't hear those ads. Well, uh huh. Um, who does? It? Who was doing them? Um, uh, Vic was doing them. Vic was doing an actual promotion for a office podcast, and so I was like thinking, huh. is he fr- is he friends with these people that are? Does Vic do the office podcast, or he's just promoting it? He was promoting it and and talking it up, like saying like it's a, one of a, one of these great podcasts. You have to listen to it, the Office podcast, and it has oh, like, the guy who played Kevin Malone is like the host of it. And so I'm thinking like they might know Mindy Kaling and have it might get yeah, it could get back to her I, somehow. Yeah, it, it could get back to her, or it, maybe it's setting up that she'll be on and they're gonna address this. No you fucking know. chance. No <laughs> fucking chance. Not after that terror. Not after that. Holy shit. Well, just being onto it is pretty darn funny to me. I think. Uh, well, the I'm, fact that I'm, I'm thinking that it's just one of the funniest things lately that I've seen. I sure. think that Brendan Walsh saying I'm a rock and roll uh, gossip columnist, like that was the intro, and then okay, what do you got? What's the gossip? And he just walks us through Mindy Kaling's Instagram. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> like. That, okay. Well, uh, I think he's playing around with like that look, like having the the tattoos and the. the yeah, no, for sure. He's pushing. No, he's I, playing about fifteen different things in that bit, like uh, LASIK I, eye I, surgery go, gone wrong. So there's band aids on his eyes. It's it's like he looked around his house and was just like, "What do I have? Oh, I have a broken pair of glasses. I have a neck brace. I have these tat fake tattoo arms. I'm just gonna do all of them." And. uh what does this lead to? Okay, we'll somehow tie this back to the Mindy Kaling Instagram. Um, so, yeah, I thought this went on a bit too long. Um, <laughs> I was a little, a little done with it by the time it was done. Kind of like how we're but going that, now. But it the goes ha- yeah, 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 yeah. Fun sure, sure, sure. Realize. I'll say the Hanukkah one was, which was at the end, was maybe the one that got the pulled was the maybe the the you know the cherry on top of her saying. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, just I'm I'm lighting all the candles for dramatic effect, and had to take it down. Like, oh my god, I can't say I knew too much about Brendan Walsh prior to his introduction into the Office Hours, but I just heard him on a Doug the Doug Poundcast, and he was like just being a normal yeah. person on there, just speaking normally, and he seems like a pretty smart, cool guy. So yeah, um, no, I yeah, Brendan's great. Um, yeah. I'm a fan. Um, all right, let's let's. Okay, so yeah, so we already talked Red Hot Chili Peppers. Somebody called in. We went through that. Um, somebody called in with a puppet on the Zoom. Um, I think that I think we got to hit the big guns here. Lick lips. We got to talk about the lick lips video. Uh, yeah. We were warned, and um, I made Nia watch it. My wife watch it. <laughs> I, it cracks me up. Yeah, you know what? I thought this one was less. Like the other ones have just like when they're more like just pure like just just like in moment catches yeah like the, those ones are fucking gross like the ones that were just pure and then like with a little added like loud 
you know, sound just grossed me out. Where this one, where it was like turned into this Vic style, repetitive, fucking insanity kind of. So you like that less? No, no, it just was less gross to me. I thought it was very funny. It just like didn't like the other ones. Like literally, like w- have my stomach curdling. Like Ron Wood's gross old dry <laughs> mouth and his lips are just like I can't. Like this is painful to watch and listen to. But it, this one it falls right in with like the whole thing like the gross out like yes body humor and it's any little wet sound effect to go with it is it's yeah i mean that's tim and eric yeah it's it's classic get you all goosebumped up of just like oh yeah don't do it and but it's that's what i like about it (laughs) but yeah but i thought the the mick the mick lick as i wrote which i i'm surprised they didn't say mick lick um because that was right they there for them. They said every other thing. Yeah, say, they didn't say Mick Lick. Um, so Mick licking Ron Wood's lips, which was you know, you know, quite the find for these boys. I'm sure it was like, oh God, here's the, you know, here's the, the, the mecca of, of lick lips. At the top of the Sunday. Yeah. Um, it, it, so it they, like... yeah, but for whatever reason, it, it's not as gross to me as just Ron Wood in the studio just giving himself a a, a, a wet, you know, just. That's fucking so gross to yeah. me. Well, what what tops off the whole bit is that it sets up Tim to do one of his, you know, rocker, you know, uh, impressions. You know, d- does everyone in the band, you know, talking about it, takes all sides of it. Yes. It's, yeah. The whole the conversation. Post, yeah. Po- yeah. Exactly. Post post Saturday Night Live, Ron, like all distraught that Mick licked his lips like, I'm not fucking dude anymore, man. Like. Ron, what's he, wrong? He, he puts a little like extra bit to it because he says he, he gets him on the nose. He gets him. Yeah. He gives yeah. him a look. It's He's like my the, fucking not really his fucking tongue it. is in my fucking nostril. Uh, yeah, no, that that's what that led to, which was the funniest bit. You can't can't you can't pass that by. Um, all right, we have more calls about uh, little monster. Little Monsters, Howie Mandel. Does that still hold up? I don't remember that movie. Don't want to talk about it. Um, Tim is still Tim is still mad about his ruby jewelry on me uh, pun, and uh, <laughs> that was that was funny. Doug played my voice over and over real quick, saying, "Doug is the best at puns. Doug is the best at puns." I thought I would give him a clean version right now. Doug is the best at puns. Doug is clearly the best at puns. Doug is the best at puns. So there's there's some clean ones if he wants to use those instead because that other one was a little bit quick. Um, and Vic was like, is that Rogan? And he laughed and said no. Um, so, yeah, I'm always obviously uh, excited when I get uh, my own voice hearing in the show. It just makes me excited. Um, what do you want me to say? It's surreal um but yeah they talk a little about what makes a good pun and and doug kind of went through some of the steps and i do think that strangely they have a weird definition of puns a little bit like the other week when the guy was on he was like doing more traditional puns where it was just like within every sentence you kind of just say something that's a little bit punny where they've gotten into this thing where they're doing these like sound alike word puns only you know what i mean where it's like Tim is like always doing these very like tell this story and then what I'm going to say is going to sound like the thing that the theme of this is which is a real weird 
way to go about it. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's not it's not a traditional pun where like a pun contest would be more just like you know, if you you're talking about if you're talking about hockey or something, you you'd instead say you know, you, well, you got to you got to stick to the format, you know, because it's a slippery slope, you know, because there's you know, ice in your veins. You know what I mean? Like it would be, yes. be more well, of just like that Those th- are truer to what i know to be puns and like i enjoy the setups though and i have I, to do it, I do too i do too it's just like on a they almost itself. they should almost call it something else like it's like it's a pun but it's like it's like their specific version of they a pun a pun for it you know? yeah but like i think doug doug did explain it well he said like you know it's got to make you laugh like and you have to if you don't see it coming and then it's you know like it's a little bit surprising and impressive like that is the thing that's that makes I it think that's strong. What makes him the best at it. Yes, yes. His are just a step, uh, you know, ahead of everyone else's. And he see yeah he seems to be the quickest and he seems to be working. I, I think he's one of these people. I have a friend of mine whose brain works in puns, and you know I think that you're 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 one of these types of people a little bit too, where like you're just constantly thinking of a pun. Uh, if you're in a conversation or they or they just come to you naturally where you can spit they come out to me naturally i don't think about them yeah yeah they're when just they're just them, happening I, yeah they just happen in a moment and i don't know if that's how other people do it but i i feel like um I, when i'm put on the spot i'm not very good at doing that and it's so just yeah doug I, is not that person he's like thinking about it you know he's a on to the second one you know before you got two yeah or one yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. he's he's uh-huh. pretty good at being on the spot about that and that is something that tim is good about everything else in his comedy he's <laughs> put on the spot but puns <laughs> is not his strong he find he finds like he finds the like in his stand-up special when he does the crowd work and he just like he's good at like the stupidest most obvious dumb thing in the performance of that so like sometimes his puns are like that where it's like this is the simplest dumbest thing that you could wordplay or whatever you could do with this but my my execution of it is very funny because i am who i am and i can get away with that sort of like lowbrow like almost yeah. almost like the the performance of it is it. yeah he sells it a yes. little bit because yes. he, he's got you know his juice you know yes yes um okay so moving on next week there's uh the show is on wednesday and the Super Bowl watch alongs on Sunday. So, I don't know, we got to discuss when we're going to record because I would probably want to have some input on the Super Bowl thing. So, we'll have to discuss that. We might have not record, you know, I don't know. We'll talk. But um, after hours, let's see. They, I mean, I, if we would have went through this quicker, I would have talked more about. Um, um, they, they talk about how they play tennis sometimes, and like that's just something that being a guy who comes from sports, I'm like, I really think that a, a fun Patreon thing would be for somebody to go out there with a camera. I mean, I would even, I would even say I would do this for the guys, like go out with a couple cameras and film them playing tennis, like Matt and Vic and Doug and Tim, like playing tennis versus each other. Like, it would be funny. Like if you mic'd them up and like had them joking around and playing tennis. 
I think I feel that, like it's it's something they've done already. Actually, not this world of it, but it was in the Tim and Eric. It was, it was, world. but it was like oh, super yeah. goofy. I mean, I'm saying like straight up, like watching them actually compete and try to win. Like we're, we like them playing games and stuff. Like seeing them do something athletic, I think would be very entertaining for us to watch. Like just see their bodies moving around, like really trying to get to the ball, and then you could imagine Tim yelling and just like getting all fucking fired up, like probably with a little bit of realism there. So I'm yeah, I'm offering myself up. I'm offering myself up to Matt and the boys to to go and, and shoot and edit this thing. Someday, someday I would love you have to have more imagination when it comes to these sort of things than I do and I almost don't see any comedy in it, but it's it's it's, it's maybe not hilarious it's maybe not hilarious, but I think it's just like the same way it's fun to watch these guys play taboo I think it would be fun to watch them play tennis. You know what I mean? Depending on how good they are, I, I haven't seen how if they could actually hit it around a little. They're bit. not even really playing taboo because taboo is more like. I mean, I know it's a game, but like the the form of taboo they're playing is just simple. It's taboo yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Was more like a slang thing, wasn't it? I don't know. I think what they're doing is the right thing, but either way, um, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, somebody called in trying to sell some rare OJ interview drops, and they got cricket drops for that, which is always good. Haven't heard those in a while. The horse guy who called in last week, or he's been, you know, he he was a big disappointment. The guy said he called in and just didn't have much, although he really wanted to get on. And, uh, you know, there, he was warned not to get on Doug and Matt's bad side. You don't want to be on Doug and Matt's bad side, so... Be careful with trying to get on. You know, if you want to get on real bad and you're asking to get on, you better bring it. You better be good. Um, I, I don't want to be on. <laughs> I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying this to the audience. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like um, leave the comedy to the pros, you know? Like, these people that are coming on and trying to, like, compete – with the humor some people i I think some people have the right some people have the right line you know what i mean some people can do it like phil braun obviously started as just a guy and now he's let's just get to him now um uh well actually you know i'll just mention tim did the tim did the uh tim did the president tim did the president impressions uh bit which he's done before i've seen this i don't know if he did it on office hours but I've, i've heard this bit from him i think it's funny um he says i pick any president i'll just i can do an impression of any president and he just uh, <laughs> it's funny uh i like it yeah i i agree i did watch that also uh, i actually messed up and watched that first because you know you watched know. after hours first somehow yeah it seemed not to have any it made no difference so uh-huh. like it didn't really feel con- con- that out of the realm of being connected but um yes, uh, the present bit was yeah i like any um funny impression that tim does it's all always wanted and and funny so. uncle phil did come on and had a little bit about the gamestop shares um tim warned him not to do his a shit on after hours like bring that shit to the real show i think this maybe wasn't his a shit it was kind of you know it was very uh, casually funny him the whole bit of stocks being these like stupid certificates that he bought from a guy in the back of a truck it's pretty funny uh, maybe maybe not the maybe not a game material but pretty good uh, he got crickets from my I don't know who does crickets I assume it's Doug and it's just like ouch when you hear 
Um, they're a little harsh. Yeah, the, the crickets are harsh. When it's Phil and you the hear the crickets. Come in, like, when yikes. It's, it's not right. But. <laughs> and Doug ended that bit by saying, you know, you know I've got chicken stocks and veggie stocks, um, which, again, uh, you know, was stupid, but maybe funnier than, <laughs> you know, just like a little it's just funny like it ending. It shows that Doug is quick and he's thinking about, like, yeah, weird, a pun, yeah. weird plays on stocks. Uh huh. Um, yeah thing they talked about praying a bit i don't know if i want to get into that because that's a whole conversation but the the praying with the fingers down uh somebody called it about the funniest episode of the sopranos and said the meadow going to college episode was the funniest that is just dead wrong um there's that's a that's a very good episode but i wouldn't say it's the funniest it's like just a very good episode um there's a lot better there's a lot funnier things that happen in that show later on um i i can't remember hardly anything because I, I watched the show like when it was on and I didn't even watch it all the way I feel like I watched like the I missed like the first two seasons or something and I, uh-huh. I just sort of jumped into it and didn't really care and well highly recommended if you if you have HBO Max and you're looking for something it's a hell of a ride very I very barely fun. ever need stuff like that but uh, I'll say that when I did watch it I enjoyed it and they, I found it entertaining at mm-hmm. the time um, okay, so they they wrapped up. Pretty much the end here was uh, the last guy was this. Or again, we're gonna get back into puns. A guy from a guitar shop called, and they were talking about like building a, these old style guitars, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and bolt, you know, and this guy had all these. Uh, this guy had said, "This is kind of clear." He said, "Like you know." I think of all these puns like after the fact like I'm not so good like yeah it's like yeah of course dude like yeah when you have time to think about them you can come up with puns like it's not it, the whole thing of puns is the speed and the quickness and or if you're or if you are planning them you have to ha- they have to be good and you have to have a lot of them like so if you're going to get into a pun contest that's the name yeah, of the game bro like yeah, yeah I mean, you, can't, you can't you can't say thing. you can't say oh, I, I watch your guys Doug's and like and I watched all your uh, puns, and then like, uh, but I couldn't really think of thing. But later on, I, I thought of some, and he had this whole like thing, this whole thing that he rattled off that had like six puns in it, and it was like, yeah, dude, real clever. A week later, like that you've been working on this pun all week, like that's not, I'm sorry, that's not impressive. But yeah, it, it's putting people on the spot, and, and yeah, and then the boys, on, yeah, the so bat, like, you know? and Doug quickly was like. He's like, dude, my puns are, are so good. Like, uh, I got people t- coming up to me, you know, telling me my puns are so great. I had to, you know, there's this girl specifically, you know, I had to fend her off. Like, he had a guitar pun ready for this guy. Like, while this guy was doing his stupid pun, Doug had a fucking guitar pun in the fucking cooker. And then that, well, set, that-, everybody, that set everybody else up to do a bunch of guitar puns, which, again, this seemed like more traditional puns where they were just saying, they were just talking to each other but using guitar words to use to drive the conversation which is more of like a pun contest yes, in my opinion i agree i agree that that is more of a pun contest but you know it doesn't have to be no i i know i know i know i just i just get a little it's just the way they approach puns to me sometimes bothers me but that was more traditional I think um, they like the setup, and it, the, yeah, the yeah, setup, yeah. You can walk somebody into your pun a little more sneakily, and it's yes, yes. Where you want to be. But a lot of them just end up to be plays on words, which are just just sometimes not really good. You know, it's just sometimes you have to like use the actual word to mean something. I, I don't know. 
Um, it's, it was a moment, though, that like when they all were sitting there silently and all trying to think of puns, <laughs> like, this is what it would be. Like, if, yes, if you had just any Joe Schmo on there trying to have a pun contest, it would be, you know, you'd yeah. come up with one or two and then you'd just be sitting there like, I can't think of any. Uh huh. So. It's, well, especially uh, when they choose these, like, oh, we're going to do, like, these government ones or, or, like, these, like, you know, these ones that are so broad where there's, like, well, what, you know, for using, like, these dudes' names and stuff, like, it's just, that's not, you need a topic that just has, like, endless connection words to it. Um, yeah, well. Like, guitar see, guitar puns or, like, music puns or something, that's broad enough where it's, like, okay, let's just do music puns and then you could use all guitar, I guess maybe that's too broad, but. Um. I'm, we got to wrap this up. There was a prayer at the end, uh, which I thought the they were, did some nice half mixes, and like it seems like somebody on the switcher is like getting a little more excited with the the mixes, and you know Matt was really getting into it with his eyes closed, really praying, and um, that led to a nice long drop concert, about ten minutes of just. I looked at like the clocker on the YouTube. I was like. Because it was like, good night, you know, Tim left and the graphic came up. I'm like, there is 10 more minutes on this YouTube clip. And they went yeah. to fucking town on that thing, which was fun. And again, the guy on the switcher was doing some hue switches and saturation changes and the color of the background was changing. And it was a fun little trippy thing. What, what do you think of these, Joe? Um, I imagine a, you. I'm a fan. I'm, I am a fan. Uh, I. Uh... I'm gonna give you a shout. Okay, I'm gonna give you a shout out. I I'm gonna let. I'm gonna, I know. Like I that. know. It's gonna be hard for you to say that. You know, I used to do this myself. Joe, I can say that Joe, my brother, used to put together his own fucking drop concerts like fucking 20 years ago with a CD mixer and like would sample movies and record them. And th I, I, I assume those still exist. Some of those still exist. Maybe we can put those out at some point. At this point, but the original fucking drop concert, Joe would put music and samples and make these insane mixes that were beautiful and like have hilarious quotes from things and he would make whole discs of uh of funny samples like just go through movies and pick all the best lines from movies and so i've never i've never talked yeah. to you about these drop concerts layer, layer them and like go back and like do these live recordings over on top of another live recording and do these like thick layers of things to make this collage sound and it, it is it's reminiscent to what they do you know it, it is it's not exactly the same thing well no they're well the tech the technology's the technology going things, yes you know the technology's change where like now yeah, i mean I Doug, analog. <laughs> you were analog but now they have these digital things where they can just record the samples into buttons and play them like you know almost like keyboards where it's like duh, 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 and they have all the effects yeah. You were going I old sorted, school. And I sort of did that. I had like this CD turntable thing that you could set loops and th make like little, uh -huh. uh, you know, things that would loop around and you could push buttons and make it all happen. But, you know, I also did it with DVD players and yeah. CD players and just, you know, I was recording things. I was like listening to or just watching TV and a, a silly commercial would be on and I'd record it and then make a sample out of just people saying weird stuff and yeah well it wasn't as easy it was you didn't have the world sounds in youtube at your fingertips to just be like i can literally get any sample of anything immediately by searching yeah. on the it, google like you had to like, i have like a, a whole stack of like cds like like 
that are just straight samples that I don't even know what to do with those. But well, you if know, you have any of those mixes, uh, maybe we could put. Maybe we could like throw. Know, it'd be a little embarrassing probably now, but. No, NIU. but I, we could use we could show a little example, you know, maybe underneath one of these episodes at some point. We could just like, you know, sh- play a, a few of minutes like, of them. If you could somehow get those up. nerding out, though, like I, you know, I would go on big Star Wars things and I would go on like big. big I think I, li- I, I like I like a whole one that was just like a, just Twin Peaks stuff, like the whole thing. Yeah, but it's cool. It's good music choices. And it's I think it's clever. And I, I think that, you know. Doug might get a kick out of it, so I think we should do it at some point. We should put it up, but well, anyway, I like what they do, and I I confess that I bailed a little bit early on the drop, the end of it, because I was on the elliptical. I was like worn out, and I was just like, I okay, I'm I've had enough. But I listened to about five or six minutes of it. it (laughs) (laughs) I I feel bad that I bailed now, and but no, I mean. Listen, it, I think I think you're you're able to go, you're able to step away. It becomes a I think that one got pretty like Doug is going with this ambient kind of style thing these days, which is very different. I, and I like um, that it's like it's, more it's music into it. Yeah, they're, they're putting more music and it's like, That's you know, so kind of cool, calming. Like, it's not this like just aggressive, like, you know, punk techno insanity that it sometimes, you know, it sometimes would turn into. It like gets kind of mellow and meditative and you know repetitive and like ambient and I like it, I like that style. It's very improv and that's what I like most about it. It's like they are just they have some stuff and they're they're using all their effects. Like I had one of those little uh, other MIDI things at one point that it makes the weird sound effects and uh-huh. uh, it puts things into like feedback chambers and you know that that's a fun place to to play. To, yeah, it puts some reverb on something, and suddenly it has like new depth and new power, and you can really get creative. I, I like it, and uh, they do it well, and I, I like that it's the two of them, and not it, like they're doing it together. It yes. really feeds the creativity. Of well, they're them. jamming. They're they're jamming. They are a jam right. band, is what they are. Yeah, and I remember early on, like when you originally asked me to do this, you were like, "You could do that," and I was like, "I don't want to do that. That's too much work and pressure." Like. They're getting Patreon money. Like I'm not gonna get. Yeah. Well, know, listen. At, at, at the, <laughs> at, the be- at the beginning of this, I didn't know. You know, I was just trying to give you options and saying, hey, if you don't want to like talk as much, you could, you know, you could do like you could fuck with it and like just take the file afterwards and put weird music underneath it and samples and like have fun if that sounded interesting to you because I know you like it doing that. Twenty years ago, but like I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. able to do that anymore. Well, you're able to talk because we are an hour and 38 minutes into this thing. So we are going to bring it to a close because this is intensely long and I have some things to do. Um, I haven't checked the score of the game in a while. So let's uh, uh, thank you for joining. Hopefully you had fun. I, I had fun. I think it went pretty darn yeah, I, smooth. And I think we got a lot of like the introduction opinions out of the way of like, I won't have to like say so much stuff next time. But we'll see. I mean, yeah, I, I think that we'll be more we'll be able to just get into the episode and uh, and discuss things and not. Yeah, you're, you're right. Not have to, like, explain everything. I did tell a long story in the beginning. I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted people to know kind of the, the origin story of some of this. To me, it's interesting. I think it's I'm very excited. I always wanted it this way. I wanted this to be a thing I did with my brother because we are the original fans and we can talk and talk and talk as you can see. 
maybe less interesting for the <laughs> for the audience because it's just longer. Um, at least this episode, but. Um, we're going to tighten it up. We'll discuss, uh, what worked and what didn't work. I think it all worked. I had a very nice time and, uh, I'm happy we're able to keep the podcast going and, um, I guess we're going to leave it there. Um, I, let's say, uh, we'll, we'll discuss when we're going to do the episode. We have Tim's birthday. We have an early episode and then we have a Super Bowl episode. So we'll have to discuss whether we record just something based on this Tim's birthday. Any idea about what they'll do for Tim's birthday? You think it'll be a big blowout of surprises and insanity like Vicks, or do you think it'll be low-key? What would be your prediction? I predict that maybe it won't be as big deal as Vicks was because, you know, um, but I could be wrong. I, I, I sort of predict that because maybe Tim is usually the one who gets some of that going, and he, then it would be up to everyone else to get all that all the surprises that you would need to get. So I, I, I don't know. know. Yeah, I wonder if Matt. You know, I could see Matt going out of his way and trying to pull some some shit, like some guests. If you had to think of some of Tim's heroes and, and things like that, they you definitely, know, uh, they set the bar high for Vic because Vic had Joe Dante. Vic had some quality guests. Yeah, and Vic was and Vic's such a nice boy that like him, like the, his response. He's almost like tearing up because of how you know. Tim, I, I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm surprised they're actually like even mentioning it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're gonna do a like it's my birthday. I was just we're doing an episode. Like, it seems like the kind of thing they might just let go. Where it's where whereas if it's Vic, it's like, oh, let's like give Vic this special nice thing because he's like a nice innocent, you know, kind of you know just kind man on the show. So like, where other people's birthdays, they might just say, listen, we don't need to talk about our birthdays. What are we fucking? Well, you know, I, so I, I, I don't know. A nice celebration for a yeah. birthday because it represents that you're alive and you're another year older, possibly on this earth. Yeah, forty-five. Yeah, I didn't 40, even know his age was forty-five. But. Turning forty-five, not yeah, only a couple years older than us. So, right. Um, okay, well, uh, and Joe is older than me. If anybody's wondering after listening, Joe is four years older than me. So I'm forty-three. Forty-three. Yes. Be, so I'm probably yes. closer to th- their ages. Yes, so I, yes, and that's why I think that you're yes. a lot of the things they like so much, possibly. Uh huh. A lot of the a lot of the music and a lot of the yeah. Okay, but okay. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we will see you next week. Everybody, stay safe out there. We're still in the middle of a terrible pandemic. Although I did read today that the cases, the new cases, have been dropping in the past few days by like. 30%, which is a exciting sign. All of these new variants are very scary. We're not going to get into that, but you know what? Everybody keep doing it. Keep wearing the fucking masks and keep staying safe. Stay home if you can. It's uh, definitely where I'm at, so I we, we're, we're masking here. So Mask it up, of course. Um, all right. Well, we'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Thanks, Joey. No problem. See you next time. <laughs>